The GOP changes its tune on mail-in ballots. The bullhorn lady gets four years in jail for her role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And those fills keep rolling. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, October 18th, and this is being recorded at 9.16 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. So let's get started. After losing the 2020 presidential and 2022 senatorial elections, Republicans are changing their stance on mail-in ballots and early voting. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports the party that supported false claims by former President Donald Trump that mail-in balloting was rife with fraud will now actively encourage voters to use it. Mail-in balloting is historically secure, and PA's 2020 vote was determined to be accurate. On a call with Pennsylvania Republicans, including state GOP Chair Lawrence Tabus, Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel didn't address misinformation her party has spread about mail-in voting or the change of heart among the caucus. for mail-in ballots, we, I, I think we've, all we have, we've always understood this. But in 2020, McDaniel wrote on foxnews.com that expansion of mail-in balloting would vastly expand opportunities for fraud and weaken confidence in our elections. Despite widespread criticism by Republicans over the use of mail-in ballots during the 2020 election, McDaniel says they are crucial for the GOP to win in 2023 and 2024. The active encouragement of mail-in votes is a stark contrast to 2020, when Trump falsely claimed Democrats would use them to steal the election. It's been a month since Pennsylvania introduced automatic voter registration, and so far, Republicans outnumber Democrats 3-1 to in new registrations through the system. This comes as GOP lawmakers made unsupported claims that this would lead to increased voter fraud. Election leaders in other states using it, such as Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, say it actually strengthens election security. If someone moves and they update their driver's license or their state ID, their voter registration is automatically going to update. That means that mail ballots go to the correct address, which, by the way, also saves counties a lot of money and makes it very accessible for Coloradans to cast a ballot. Griswold says Colorado has registered more than 400,000 voters this way, and the state has seen the second highest voter turnout in the country since it was implemented in 2020. A state cleanup crew has been called to an oil spill in a Cumberland County Creek. Responders with the Department of Environmental Protection say heating oil leaked from an underground tank at the Cumberland Perry Area Career and Technical Center into the Conadiguinic Creek in Silver Spring Township yesterday. The tank held 9,100 gallons of heating oil. DEP stopped the leak and deployed barriers, but an oily sheen was still visible last evening. So Pennsylvania American Water Company shut down its intake from the creek and asked customers to reduce water consumption. A Mercer County woman will spend the next four years behind bars for her actions during the January 6th Capitol attack. My colleague Robbie Broad reports she smashed windows and helped other rioters into the building. Rachel Marie Powell, a Grove City woman nicknamed Bullhorn Lady, was sentenced to more than four years in prison Tuesday for her role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. She gained her nickname because she used a bullhorn to give detailed directions of the layout of the Capitol to rioters. Video evidence shows her smashing windows with an ice pick, entering the Capitol building, and urging others to do the same. On Monday, 43-year-old Powell appeared on Steve Bannon's online talk show to explain her actions. I was on the violent side of the building. I was on the west side, and um, 
I was obviously irrational. I did break a window. I've never hid that. I've always been open about it. But, you know, we're not insurrectionists. We didn't go there with a plan. Prosecutors had sought an eight-year sentence due to Pyle's violent actions and lack of remorse. And as always, when it comes to stories about January 6th, we will point out Powell is one of at least 93 Pennsylvanians who've been charged for their involvement in the Capitol attack to try to keep former President Donald Trump in power, even though he lost the 2020 election. That number is tied with Texas for second most in the country behind only Florida. And Philadelphia's power surge has put the team within two wins of the World Series. Kyle Schwarber hit two of the Phillies' three solo home runs off Merrill Kelly as the Phils pounded Arizona 10-0. Philadelphia has a two-games-to-none lead in the National League Championship Series. Trey Turner also connected as Philly improved to 7-1 in the playoffs this year, moving closer to a second straight World Series appearance. Aaron Nola tossed three-hit ball and struck out seven in six innings. Game three is tomorrow at Chase Field in Arizona. Well, you've probably read, seen, or heard news reports from breaking news scenes and experienced how sometimes information is reported that later turns out to be wrong. WITF's director of journalism, Scott Blanchard, found himself in the middle of a security scare at the Atlanta airport the other day. And as he tried to find out what was going on, he realized there were some parallels to how journalists report from breaking news scenes in a way that ensures people get accurate information. He wrote about it in the latest edition of The Purple Buck. That's WITF's weekly newsletter designed to help you make sense of the massive amounts of news you encounter and to be able to assess what is solid reporting and what isn't. If you're interested in subscribing, go to WITF.org newsletters. That's WITF.org newsletters and select The Purple Buck. So this morning, I went through close to a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for some stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that could impact you and your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. A mid-state elections office is working to notify 400 voters they've received duplicate mail-in ballots. The York Dispatch reports York County elections leaders are describing it as a clerical error. The impacted ballots are from all across the county and represent all political parties. The elections office is contacting the affected voters with instructions for how to destroy or surrender any duplicate ballots they receive. The county has two ways to detect if a voter casts more than one ballot, when the ballots are scanned by the county scanners, and when they're run through Pennsylvania's statewide uniform registry of electors system, which flags potential duplicates. And an email exchange made public shows a prison guard had warned convicted murderer Danello Cavacante was planning to escape a month before the act was carried out. Cavacante got out of the Chester County Prison on August 31st. He eluded a massive manhunt for two weeks before he was recaptured. The email exchange shows that a corrections officer noted in July that Cavacante was planning an escape. A county spokesperson says security measures for those considered escape risks were only enacted and heightened during transport before the escape. Security measures at the prison have since been strengthened.
All right, you got to let me know what is the one song you are thinking about today. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at TLambert895. And I hope you check out our Spotify playlist, The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, October 2023. Give it a like if you check it out, and you'll find my pick for today. It's Jason Isbell on the 400 units when we were close. Just a reminder, The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and on your social media channels because you can play a huge part in spreading the word about The Morning Agenda. And that is going to do it for our daily news podcast from WITF, The Morning Agenda, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. So be well, enjoy the rest of the day, and we will talk again tomorrow.